Welcome back, students of the dojo. This week, we're continuing our look at Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, the newest addition to 5e Dungeons & Dragons. And as we delve in once again, today we're looking at the Bardic College of Eloquence. Support the Dungeon Master's Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is by buying the DMD a beer, so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the DMD and buy us a beer, or three, or five. Don't forget to say something nice or mean. We don't care. You're buying us a beer. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's enter the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Bill. How's it going? What's up, Lou? Good. Good. We got some good news in uh, in our email. Yeah. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. Uh, so... Carlos sent us an email, and uh, he works for podstatus.com. And, uh, Hi, Carlos. Yeah, it was nice to hear from you, Carlos. Thanks for emailing us. He says we're doing pretty good as far as podcasting goes, um, which is nice because it's someone other than my mom saying it. <laughs> so that's a, that's a big plus. Um, Thanks, but Mom. We're, uh, yeah, we're in position 15 in the category of games in Australia. I don't know what that means, but 15 is a good number, so I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're at position 112 in the category of leisure in Australia, and uh 112 isn't as good as 15, but I figure that's still pretty good. We're kind of like David Hasselhoff of the podcasting world, right? Because we're doing a lot better um <laughs> Like overseas that we are here, you know, David Hasselhoff's singing career, like really took off, um, everywhere, but here. So I, I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, who doesn't love David Hasselhoff? Everybody overseas. Thank you very much for listening to us. We do appreciate over it. in Australia. Your listening support is greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um, the UK we're, we're holding a pretty decent position in, in Canada and, uh, I think the last count I did was forty five country, forty five different countries. Yes, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty exciting, you know. Of course, to our U.S. listeners, thank you for your continued support. But this week, we're talking about the College of Eloquence. Um, I didn't go to this college. Neither did I. Fortunately, I did. We can tell. Yes, the College of Eloquence. So this is. I really like this one. I do too. I. You're like a you're the you're the silver tongued devil themselves. You know that schmoozer, that 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 person that could go in and really work the room. You know, when I was younger, but my brain don't work that way anymore. 
You were young once? Yes. Way, way back when I was young. And I was very well known for getting in and out of situations by simply talking my way through it and and the the well placed um, compliment and a little bit of lo- you know logic and uh, I believe uh, the term was if you can't dazzle with brilliance oh. baffle them with bullshit yeah 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 I was a bullshit artist yeah that must have come in handy when the redcoats came in looking for all those treasonous uh, colonists that hey, were let's just say you know no matter how many lanterns I was holding I was still pretty good yeah and and Bill cut an impressive figure in a powdered wig. Well, hey, what can I say? It's all about the frilly shirt. <laughs> so it's, it says it says right here that adherents of the College of Eloquence master the art of oratory. So it's a blend of logic and theatrical wordplay that wins over skeptics and detractors with logical arguments and plucking at the heartstrings to appeal to the emotions of audiences. The uh, quintessential politician themselves. This would be your face guy or face gal, right, in your party. Yeah. That'd be the one that's going to do all the talking. Yeah. If one of your party members gets in trouble with the constabulary and you need someone to uh, champion his cause, this, this is, is the, the character you want. Absolutely. Um, it starts off with third-level College of Eloquence feature. Silver tongue. Says it all there. Right there. You are a master at saying the right thing at the right time. When you make a charisma, persuasion, or charisma deception check, you can treat a D20 roll of 9 or lower as a 10. That's yeah, huge. It You know, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but the way I roll, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, at a 10, you're like, you're halfway there to 20. Oh, so and then you got to add in all your modifiers. Uh, yeah, then you your, add modifier, the modifiers your proficiency, yep. your charisma. I hope your charisma is high if you're playing a College of Eloquence bard. I yes. mean, right? It's uh, that's your bread and butter. There is your 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 charisma. So you're looking so, at probably a, a, a the lowest you can get a fourteen. I would say a fifteen if you really think 14, about it. Yeah. Most people yeah. are trying to get you know that sixteen seventeen right out of the gate. You're right. And so that's what a plus three, and then your plus two for your um, proficiency. Yeah, your proficiency bonus. So yep. actually, yeah, that's really good right out of the gate. And you're dominating the scene at higher levels. Oh yeah, that proficiency bonus bumps up. You know, you sink oh, maybe a yeah. couple couple uh, points for your ASI at your um, your tiers. Yep. Yeah, you get Christmas score up yep. to the plus five, and then when your you know proficiency gets up to three and four, you, you can never get under nineteen or twenty. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, that's <laughs> yeah, and it, it's arguable like whether or not it's kind of OP, but. At those higher levels, your challenges are going to be greater as well. That they will be, you know, but, so it, you know, it balances yeah. out a little bit. You're still going to be the one up front, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. from yeah beginning, from, yeah. from the get go, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be the face man, absolutely, yep. or the face gal, or the face gal. Unsettling words, All right? This is another third level college of eloquence feature. You can spin words laced with magic that unsettle a creature and cause it to doubt itself. As a bonus action, you can expend one use of your bardic inspiration and choose one creature you can see within sixty feet of you. Roll the bardic inspiration die. The creature must subtract the number rolled from the next saving throw it makes before the start of your next turn. Oh, that's huge! <laughs> yeah, that, that is. Um, and I, I, I have this naturally just by saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. So, 
you know, be able to throw some bardic inspiration in there as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and you can get really inventive too. I mean, just don't <laughs> just don't roll that die and go, okay, he's got to sub now. What uh, are your unsettling words? Yes. You know, you can be like really, really creative. So play it out. Yes, def- definitely play it out. Uh, you know. Well, you're a bard. I mean, yeah. every. I'm going to assume that any player that grabs hold of this particular class is a showman in the, deep down at heart anyways. They are they're, a thespian. They are yes. a thespian. And, and I hope and that they, the newer people that haven't never played a bard will take this to help them improve their role-playing as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the class to do it with. This is the class to do it with. You to get out there and, and, and speak your piece, embrace the persona that you you created in a character, and just go crazy with it. Definitely. So then you have, uh, at sixth level, uh, you step up to unfailing inspiration. This sounds interesting. Your inspiring words are so persuasive that others feel driven to succeed. When a creature adds one of your bardic inspiration die to its ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, and the roll fails, the creature can keep the bardic inspiration die. That's nice. It's, it yeah. doesn't get expended. You get, oh, sorry, it's a mulligan. Yep. Yeah. I get to use it again. And this is shaping up to be a really, really, really solid subclass. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel it's uh, it would be really, really fun to play. I think it would be, too. And for the people that really never played with a bard, that bardic inspiration, you know, so yeah, it starts at a D6, then it goes to a D8, then a D10, then a D12. Yeah. Um, those actually are huge to you or your party. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Group, I mean, and those are big numbers. You yeah. will roll pretty well, and then you're going to throw that on top of it. If they have a mediocre roll, it becomes an awesome roll. Yeah. That bardic inspiration is going to dig them out of the cellar. Hopefully. This is the, this is the Tony Robbins ability right here. <laughs> right, they pulled that right off off his Sunday infomercials, complete with the gigantic white teeth, you know, and the ever present smile. This is the, you know, that kind of life coach inspirational talk here. That's uh, you know going to make the enemies want to focus all of their all of their firepower on this one guy or gal. Right? What about universal speech? Do tell. Well, I really like this one too. Uh, at sixth level. You gain the ability to make your speech intelligible to any creature. As an action, choose one or more creatures within 60 feet of you, up to a number equal to your charisma modifier, minimum of one creature. That's that's pretty good. At yeah. The, as, yeah. The, as the charisma, you know, as you start dumping some, some extra stat points in there, the chosen creatures can magically understand you, regardless of the language you speak, for up to one hour. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest unless you expend a spell slot of any level to use it again. So you can use it over and over if you're expending one of your spell slots each time. I will say I wish I had this ability when I was playing Graven last year. Everybody does. Everybody <laughs> wishes you had that ability. Every year. <laughs> yeah, played yeah. Any, any character at, at all. Not just Graven, any character at all. Well, there was that whole language barrier, what I thought was a language barrier, that really got us in trouble. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you mean got us in trouble? Well, my group got in, <laughs> got in trouble for me not understanding some folks. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. At 14th level, infectious inspiration. When you successfully inspire someone, the power of your eloquence can now spread to someone else. 
When a creature within 60 feet of you adds one of your bardic inspiration die to its ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, and the roll succeeds, you can use a reaction to encourage a different creature other than yourself that can hear you within 60 feet, giving it bardic inspiration die without expending any of your bardic inspiration uses. You can use this reaction a number of times equal to your charisma modifier, minimum of once, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. This is one of those that I think is just a tad a little bit overpowered, but it, I do it, like it. Well, it's 14th <clears throat> level too, so. Still, when you combine that with the bardic inspiration, that if they fail, they can keep that, you know, you're starting to. This is a powerful, it's very powerful, uh, powerful <laughs> subclass. Well, this is a subclass that can influence a lot of people. It, well, for both intimidation, deception, persuasion, Persuasion. it goes everywhere. Right. So it's just, you know, you're getting people into shit or you're getting them out of shit. Yeah. It depends on the player. Or just get them staring at you like a dumb shit. Yeah. Let's cut the shit and get moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I dig this class, you know, in, in my, in my vision for the all bard campaign, because I, I love the idea of a campaign with a bunch of characters that are all the same class because I don't think there's going to be a ton of overlap. Well, with the bard, with all the different subclasses, yeah. you can cover a lot of ground. You got healing right. covered. You got casting covered. You got fighting yeah. covered. You got roguery covered. You a little bit of everything. This is your front man, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Of the band. There's your the lead all singer. rogue band. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. your there's lead, your lead singer. singer. This is... This is like the David Lee Roth of your of your band. He's up there. He's he's suggestively riding the microphone stand. He's pelvic thrusts all over all over the stage. He's got people in the crowd going nuts. Men love him. Women love him. Gnomes love him. Orcs, you know, this is the guy or the gal that's up there. And, and and dragonborn there throwing scales on stage. Yeah, there's they're they're working they're working the crowd. Uh, even though I never played a bard, this is probably the reason why I would play a bard. Yeah, this is this is um this is a pretty solid subclass. I I, I don't get I, I it's not that I dislike the College of Creation, but this is a lot more attractive to me anyway. It is um, for me. The only issue I had with the College of Creation was just that floating moat. But like what Bill said, we would homebrew that to a tattoo, whether it be on me or my enemy. I could live with that. Yeah, yep. it could be. It could be anything. Yeah. So, but this class just appeals to me in general. This is nice. So we get this band, right? This band of bards together. And for this rock and roll musical uh, game, this is the cool thing about bards, you know, and, <laughs> and my, my players may not like this, but I think it'd be a lot of fun. If you're going to do a bunch of stuff with bards or anything with a bard, have your players pick what kind of bard they're going to be. What are you? Are you singing bard? Are you like, a, uh, you know, do you just play a, 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 an instrument? Are you a comedian bard? And have them establish that at session zero and then go, okay, you're a singer bard. I expect you to do a little singing at the table. And and if they come back for session one, they're a good sport. So yay for them. <laughs> um, but it can be, I always thought doing a, a, uh, a even if it was just a one shot, like a musical. Did you ever see the show Gallivant? <laughs> uh, 
a little bit of it. Yes. Yeah. It's all about this, this, this night who wasn't a very good night. You know, he kind of, you know, dropped the ball or whatever, but it's all this medieval like musical and it's wicked and it's comedy. So you have this whole like one shot or maybe it's just a reoccurring thing that happens, you know, when you need to take a break or something, do something a little lighter in your main campaign. But the Bards are a traveling band and they have like rock offs, you know, with other like <laughs> other bard bands, you know, they do their 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 battle, you know, like uh and what was it Crossroads, that movie with Ralph Macchio yep. where he wasn't doing karate yep. poorly. Um <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that, like dueling banjos with, with like a demon prince, you know, or something like that. Or uh, the uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, yep. you know where the devil's like raging on the drum set. Um, I already got the song I would be playing, or the group. And, and you and you do that throughout the entire adventure, and you know at the end the big boss, you know the big bad guy is Keith Richards, right? He's an oh, arch lich. Yeah, oh, he's arch lich. Yeah. You know, we talked about yeah. we talked we, about we this mentioned that, him a number of times in our lich episode, and this is where <laughs> like this epic campaign idea was in its infancy right <laughs> so maybe he maybe uh arch lich keith Rich, Richards stole this the lyrics to this ancient song which uh causes thing you know it's it's all creation yep you know type stuff so uh this band is 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 going after it right so they're on this long journey and along the way, they meet, you know, other, you know, various bad guys or, or uh, NPCs, you know, other bands, you know, they're, they're kind of like paying their way through all of this with performances. But then Archlich Keith Richards is sending like his minions with their, uh, his own bards, you know, like Mick Jagger or Glenn Danzig, you know, <laughs> the little guy, yep. um, you know, or maybe like Metallica or something or Guar, you know, these just like over the top kind of, kind of bands to, to battle it out with the, uh, with your bard band. Right. So you have like a roadie, got to have a roadie, got to have a roadie. And, uh, all right. All I'm going to, um, if, if I'm in this, um, since I can't put more than three sen- sentences together without saying something inappropriate, I go, I'm going to have to like be Ringo Starr in the back on the drums. Muttering inappropriate things Muttering, under yeah. his breath. Muttering inappropriate things under my breath. and It works. <laughs> just saying. It's yeah. safer that way. <clears throat> if I start singing, it's going to turn into dim, dirty limericks, and you know it. And, and that's okay, is, 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 <laughs> as long as it's not open for public consumption. Um, so that might be a problem. So, yeah, drummer, that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's my that's my bard idea for, for like. What would you name this bard band? Oh, you know, he's already got it like thirty or forty there's, names. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of. De- it depends. I mean, are we going like heavy metal? Heavy metal would be Rage Against the Red Dragon. Yeah, I like that too. You know, I would, I would go Off the top of my head, uh, by like the way. if it was, uh, if it was like a death metal thing. I don't know. You know, what? I think I would want a boy band. Here's the thing: I would want it to be, <laughs> I would want it to be a boy band, right? But they're like forty. They used to be. They used to be a boy band. You know, and they were the hot thing. You know, the, uh, they were they were on the uh, on the cover of like Tiger Beat and stuff like that. The, their posters were on 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 you know teenage girls' walls and stuff. So you're talking about like dude, 
what's that? New Boys on the Block? Yeah, New Kids Back, on the Block. New Kids yeah. on the Block, whatever. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. It'd be like Bards to Men. You know, <laughs> New and Kids in the Castle. They're like they're like forty years old. You know, so they're a little. They, you know, they're a little. Portly. Little, they're fat. <laughs> You know, they got bald spots, they're receding hairline, they've been divorced a bunch of times. You know, they've spent their money unwisely. And, uh, you know, now the, all those teenage girls are like 40-year-old moms, and they're like, oh, my God, did you see so-and-so from Bards to Men? He looks terrible. You know, one of those things. Yeah, so they're like having like this, it's like, okay, this is our big break. This is our, you know, it's their their manager, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, is is like this, you know, this is this is our opportunity to get big. Be reborn. Again, yeah. This is our this is our second go around. So we just need See, to get they that. called the rock band called Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah, it's it's uh <laughs> and that's how it starts. You know, here's this here's this ancient song of creation. If we get this, this will be big. You know, the the uh, the Elven King or the Fey King will be like jazzed, and 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 you will you will have this this like rebirth of your career. The only thing I can think of as I'm watching him, you know, expound over here is: was this one really long shower that this all came, or was this a series of showers? I think it was a series. It may have been a long soaking bath. I don't know. But. There was. It's hard to find a bathtub that will facilitate my length and my girth. Um, and it's too Kitty. cold to get in the swimming pool. <laughs> but I'm doing some of my best thinking in the swimming pool this summer. So yeah, I mean, let's let's do that. And and of course, there's going to be a roadie, and his name will be Sin. I was so ask Sin, him, yeah. would it be him? So, yes. Sin, if, if you're listening, roll up a roadie character and just name it after you. Actually, just be you. Yeah, don't even bother naming it. We're just going to call him Sin, Sin. anyways. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it'd be perfect. Bards to Men, the I boy st- band. I still like New Kids in the Castle. I like Rebirth, the rock band. Now, Rebirth of a rock band would be the name of, of, of the campaign. Bards to Men. Rebirth of a rock band, so it would be like it would be like also the name of their uh, first album coming out of retirement. That sounds pretty cool too. Yeah, you have given this way <laughs> too much thought. Well, he did say he was, he's writing a campaign for yeah, an all bar group. Say it. He's he been saying say that, yep. so I'm waiting. And there is no such thing as giving your campaign way too much thought. Never. You need to Ever. give it as much thought as possible sometimes. <laughs> Especially with our group. Especially with, our group. Especially with our group. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, not only have we gone over uh, the College of Eloquence, but uh, you heard right here and right now the birth of an entire campaign, the birth of a band. A um, boy band. A boy band. And the name of the campaign. The name of the campaign, the name of the boy band. So um, none of this is copyrighted quite yet, so uh, go ahead and grab it and run with it. Oh, it's in the process. Oh, yeah. He, no, it's not. I don't even know how to just go about doing that sort of thing. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> Get on that. This has, this he gold. does the tech stuff. I do the business stuff. <laughs> you do the writing. Bards to men. Bards to men. Wow. And that's a look at the optional class features for the Bard of Eloquence. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about the class features for the cleric. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook. 
at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.